the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. It has worms and it stings. You can't live on last week's manna. You need daily bread as Jesus prayed in the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread, not our weekly bread, our daily bread. You can't live on Sunday sermons and Thursday sermons. That's not enough food. If you open the fridge in your home right now, how many items would you find that are expired? It's important to check those dates now and again to make sure you're replacing them with safe food to eat. Today, Pastor Dan compares this to your faith. How many expired goods are there in your spiritual refrigerator? When was the last time you spent quality time in God's Word and stocked up on the day's supply of nourishment? Take some time today to refill your tank and refuel your soul with the Holy Spirit. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus, chapter 16, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Verse 6, Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel at evening, You shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. How did they already forget that? It's only been a month since the Red Sea. Isn't it amazing how quickly we can forget what God has done for us in our lives? We see God work in amazing, miraculous ways. And a few days later, We act like we're atheists and don't know God at all. And here it is. He says, you're going to know tonight at evening that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you shall see the glory of the Lord and his provision. For he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, this shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning bread to the full. Remember, that's what they wanted from Egypt. We missed the the meat. We ate bread to the full. Okay, God says, I'm going to give you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord hears your complaints, which you make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. Moses and Aaron say, why, why are you complaining against us? We didn't bring you out here. We didn't deliver you from Egypt. We can't do anything to help you. We can't just make food appear for you to eat. You're complaining against the Lord. You know, anytime that we complain, we're really complaining against the Lord. 
Anytime we complain about our circumstances or our situation, we're really complaining against the Lord and his guidance and his provision. And God doesn't like complaining. In fact, he says, do everything without complaining and murmuring. And so he goes on here in verse 9. Then Moses spoke to Aaron, say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, out into the wilderness, out into the desert, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Remember, they're being led by a cloud by day. And then now the glory of the Lord appears in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. God, as we're going to see, he will give them quail to eat in the evening and bread in the morning. By the way, quail was it considered a delicacy. Much better than whatever, you know, meat they were eating in their pots in Egypt. God's going to provide them with a delicacy. Fine dining in the desert here. And so it was, verse 13, that quail came up at evening and covered the camp. And in the morning, notice, the dew lay all around the camp. They complained about wanting the meat and bread of Egypt. And so God caused quail to fly into the camp and to land in the camp. Now, in case you don't know this, hundreds of millions of birds migrate through that region every single year, even to this day. In fact, people travel to Israel to birdwatch. It's one of the best places on the earth to birdwatch because all the birds migrating between Africa and Europe pass through that region. And so hundreds of millions of birds, including quail, migrate through that region every year. And often birds such as quail become exhausted from the migration, and they land on the ground in their exhaustion, and they're very easily caught. You can catch them by hand because they're exhausted. And so the miracle here is the timing of when the quail arrived. When the people were hungry and in need, God caused these huge flocks of quail to fly in and arrive and land in the camp of Israel. The quail covered the camp. Quail were everywhere. Psalm 78 says, God rained down manna on them to eat and gave them of the bread of heaven. Men ate angels' food. He sent them food to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He also rained meat on them like the dust, feathered fowl like the sand of the seas, and he let them fall in the midst of their camp, all around their dwellings. So right outside their tent doors. These quail have made this migration And they say, shoo, we made it all the way across the Mediterranean Sea. That looks like a good place to land. And they land there, and then these guys come out and, like, take their shoe off and whack the quail. 
and they eat them, this unfortunate quail. And so they ate and were filled. Verse 14, and look, it says, and when the layer of dew lifted, so there's this dew on the, on the ground, and then on top of the dew, there was on the surface of the wilderness, or it seems maybe that the dew was on the, on the manna, there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. And so when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, this is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. And so in the morning, the ground was covered with manna. Verse 15 says, when the people saw the manna on the ground around the camp, they said, what is it? That's what the word manna actually means. The word manna means, what is it? They've never seen it before. So they called it, what is it? Manna. And remember what we read earlier. God will use the manna to test the obedience of the children of Israel. He's not only providing for them through this provision, he's also going to test them. And so verse 16 says, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need. One omer for each person, according to the number of persons. Let every man take for those who are in his tent. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. So when they measured it by omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over. And he who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to each one's needs. And Moses said, look what he says, let no one leave any of it until morning. And so here he says each person is to collect about an omer of manna. Now, the measurement of an omer is unclear. Depending on what commentary you read, it's anywhere from one pint to seven pints. Uh, There's not really a, a sure answer on that. Every morning, each person was to gather one omer of manna to eat that day. So just enough manna for that day. And every day you have to go out there and collect manna for that day. Verse 19, let no one leave any of it until morning. So you can't collect it for multiple days at once. Look what it says in verse 20. Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses. But some of them left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Again, God used the manna to test the children of Israel. Will they obey his word or not? The children of Israel were rebellious. In fact, in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 4, there it says that from the day the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they were rebellious against the Lord. From the very first day they came out, they refused to obey his word. Here the Lord commanded them to collect a certain quota, just enough manna for each day. Don't save any for the next day. And apparently some of the children of Israel thought, well, if I collect a whole bunch of manna today, I won't have to come out here to collect manna for a few days and I can just stay in my tent and binge watch Netflix and eat manna 
And so I'm just going to collect a whole bunch today and take the rest of the week off. And so some of them collected more than a day's worth of manna. But verse 20, again, it bred worms and it stank. It didn't keep overnight. And Moses was was angry with them. And, and so all those that thought, well, I'll just collect a bunch today. And that way I don't have to come out here for a few days. It was all a waste of their time. Because of their disobedience to God's word. They did a bunch of extra work for nothing. It didn't work out. Verse 21. And so they gathered it every morning. Every man according to his need. And when notice when the sun became hot. It melted. And so the manna was supposed to be gathered first thing each morning before the sun became hot. Once the sun became hot, the manna melt it. Now, for us living here in Maryland, we would say the sun gets hot at like noon or one o'clock in the afternoon. But in the desert in the Middle East, the sun is hot very early in the morning. By 8 a.m., 9 a.m., the sun is hot and you're sweating. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. So the children of Israel had to be disciplined every day to get up and collect the manna first thing in the morning at the beginning of the day, or it would melt away and there would be no manna to eat. On the Sabbath day, they did not have to collect manna. Because the Sabbath was a day of rest. So verse 22. And so it was on the sixth day, the day before the Sabbath, that they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses, verse 23. Then then he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest. This is the first time we see the Sabbath in the Bible, by the way. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid it up until morning as Moses commanded, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. And then Moses said, eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it. In the field, six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. So, again, look at verse 25. Moses very clearly says, today, the Sabbath day, you will not find it in the field. Verse 26, there will be none on the Sabbath, right? Everybody got that? So they're to gather twice as much manna on the sixth day. And on that day, miraculously, the manna kept overnight. It didn't breed worms. It didn't stink. And they had manna to eat 
on the Sabbath. As I said, this is the first mention of the Sabbath in the, in the Bible. The idea of the Sabbath can be found in the creation account in the opening chapters of Genesis. God created for six days and then he rested on the seventh day, meaning he, he stopped creating on the seventh day and just enjoyed his creation on the seventh day. The Sabbath will become part of the law of Moses in chapter 20. But we see here the Sabbath was already observed before the law was given. Man works for six days and then he rests on the Sabbath day. And so on the Sabbath day, there's no manna to collect. But look at verse 27. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather. But they found none. What did Moses say in in verse 25 and 26? You're not going to find it in the field. There will be none. But of course, you have people that went out on the Sabbath day to collect their daily quota of manna on the Sabbath day. Again, the manna was given not only as a blessing, not only as God's grace to provide for them. It was also given to test Israel whether they would obey God's word or not. God said, collect twice as much on the sixth day so you can rest on the Sabbath. And some of the people disobeyed God's command. And they didn't collect twice as much on the sixth day. They thought, well, we'll just go out there tomorrow on the Sabbath and collect it. I know Moses said there won't be any, but I'm sure there'll be some out there. I'm sure he's just saying that to try to deter us from going out there. And they went out there on the Sabbath day to collect manna, and they found none. And so they went without food that day. So when God said only collect enough manna for each day, there were some people who tried to collect for multiple days at once. And when God said on the sixth day, collect twice as much so you don't have to work on the Sabbath and collect it, there were some who didn't collect twice as much on the sixth day and thought, well, I'll just go collect it on the Sabbath day. They did the opposite of what God told them to do. Man's heart is naturally bent towards rebellion. Man's heart is naturally bent towards rebellion. Rebellion against God's word. You see that happening in our culture today and how God defines things. And we're redefining things now because God says this is what gender is. This is what marriage is. This is what sex is. And so now we're just going to redefine all those things because man's heart is bent towards rebellion against God. And remember Deuteronomy chapter eight, that chapter that is so important to us. The the purpose of the wilderness was to show them what was in their hearts. Rebellion is in their hearts. Rebellion is in the heart of man. That's why a person must be born again. And when you're born again, God gives you a whole new heart. He puts in you his law. He puts in you the desire to obey him. He puts in you the desire to walk in his ways and to keep his word. The natural bent of man is rebellion. Look at verse 28. And the Lord said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? And there there really haven't been that many commandments so far. Right. And they've been pretty easy. I mean, it's not like he's asking them to solve like calculus three problems or something like that, where it's like, I can't do this. Oh, hey, just collect enough for each day. I promise there'll be some out here every morning for you. Just collect enough for today. And on the sixth day, if you don't mind, just collect twice as much. 
so that you've got some on the Sabbath and you can rest. And that's not very hard. But they disobey. Look at verse 29. See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. The Sabbath is given for man to give man a day of rest. And so the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel, verse 31, called its name manna. And it was like white coriander seed, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. And so the manna tasted like wafers made with honey, or like honey grams, right? Have you ever had honey gram cereal? That's what comes to mind for me. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but this is what they're going to eat for every meal for 40 years. And God could have made the manna taste like Brussels sprouts or cauliflower. But he made it taste sweet. Like honey. Imagine if the manna tasted like Brussels sprouts and that's all that you had to eat for every meal every day for 40 years. Imagine the families with small children. Trying to get their children to eat manna every day and their kids Gagging and spitting it out and every meal would be miserable. But God, who made the taste buds, God made it taste like honey. He made it sweet. He made it desirable. Now, in the Bible, the manna is a picture. It's a type of two things. First, it's a type. It's a picture. It's a symbol Of the word of God. The word of God. And Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. It says that man does not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so the word of God is our bread. That we live by. Job chapter 23 verse 12. Job says. I have not departed from the commands of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth More than my daily bread. There Job is saying God's word is my daily bread. It's my daily food that I live by. And the word of God is sweet to us like honey. Like manna from heaven. The word of God is not Brussels sprouts. Or cauliflower. It's sweet to us. Psalm 119 verse 103 How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. And just like the manna, we must feed on the word daily. Every morning we need to have a a quota of the word that we feed on. You cannot, listen, you cannot live on yesterday's manna. It has worms and it stinks. You can't live on last week's manna. You need daily bread as Jesus prayed in the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread, not our weekly bread, our daily bread. You can't live on Sunday sermons and Thursday sermons. 
That's not enough food. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring sure than the finest crystal. With everything you could have listened to today, we're honored you chose Ring of Truth. Whether it's your first time or your hundredth time listening, we know that the Word of God brought a fresh perspective to your corner of the world. Did your faith grow with this message? Or did it leave you with questions? If you find yourself with questions, please go to calvaryec.com to contact us so we can answer those questions. You can easily and securely fill out the form found under the Question tab. Columbia, Maryland is home base for Ring of Truth episodes, and we want you in our community. So if you're close, let's meet face-to-face. Sunday service times, along with midweek service times, are available on our website, calvaryec.com. Make sure to mark your calendar to come. For those of you too far away, don't be discouraged. Use our live stream to still be a part of our family. Don't leave our website without looking at the other resources we have provided to strengthen your relationship with Jesus. Before our time is up, would you consider financially donating to this ministry? There are so many more lives to touch for Christ, but we can't do it alone. If you felt a tug at your heart to support us in this way, information can be found on our website, calvaryec.com. Come again for the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.